Looking to take your career or small business to the next level? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Melissa Washington Show with your host, Melissa Washington. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Melissa Washington Show. Today, I have a great guest on. Um, her name is Emmy Kirshner. Welcome, Emmy. Hi, thank you. Really thrilled to be here. Yes, yes. So today, we're going to talk um, about stress, but I want to give everybody just a little bit of your um, background. Uh, you are a single mom, and I love that you say you're a foodie because you talk about ways we can eat a lot healthier. Um, and local food enthusiast, and you've been a personal chef, cater event planner. And that really gives you, in a sense, a very unique perspective on how to create um, food that gives you a really good foundation for, like you said, for bountiful health and energy, which we all need because, you know, sometimes, or actually probably pretty much most of the time we'll eat some food that's not good for us. It tastes good, but then we feel the effects after and wonder why we don't have any any good energy there. So, um, Absolutely. And I, and I tell my clients I'm a foodie first last and always um, because for me, eating and food, first of all, it encompasses all five senses. So it's something that, that you know, it smells good, it tastes good, and that it has texture to it. You can see it. So it's something that's fun and exciting, and I want it to be that way all the time. And I want to share that with my clients and everybody around me. It's not, I think people have a, you know, that, that thought in their head that healthy food is bland or they like pick some twigs still. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times you think of healthy eating, you think of just a plain chicken breast and brown rice, right, and some some broccoli, yeah, and, steamed broccoli, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And, and the thing is, too, is, you know, you, you talk about the different senses and, and the reasons we eat as far as um, we eat when we're happy, we eat when we're sad, we eat when we're mad and different things. And it's just mm-hmm. but a lot of it, you know, comes from stress, which we really want to focus on today because we, right. we all have some types of stress and some of us deal with um, stress differently and the reasons why we have stress. And we had talked about um, before, too, which I'd you know, love for you to share, too, as far as people in different types of positions or in transition. So if you want to just kind of share that as far as those folks, as far as their, their stress levels may be a little bit higher than the, the, an average person, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was reading, and I don't remember if it was Forbes or uh, Entrepreneur, this one of the um, big business magazines, uh, that entrepreneurs in general or business owners tend to have a much higher level of anxiety, um, depression, and stress because they are so involved with their um, their business and frequently the you know startup or sometimes the growth um, you know is is what they're concerned about all of the time. They've got a lot more on the line uh, than I guess somebody who's you know just kind of going to work. Not saying somebody who isn't, you know, just going to work isn't stressed as well as they most certainly can be. And also that somebody who may be in career transitions, because of that uncertainty and that unknown, um, again creates more stress than the sometimes the average person. Absolutely. And we talk about Yeah. Go ahead. As a society we um, we are very stressed 
in general. Too. So we're talking about like you know, entrepreneurs or somebody who's in career transition, um, somebody who's just building their business, uh, as having almost extreme stress. And you, and, and you kind of even line out too, like external causes and internal causes, which I think it's really good for, you know, I think it's too when we um, self-reflect or really try to find out what's going on, whether we see someone, you know, or talk to someone or have a coach, it's really identifying, okay, what are these external things that are causing? Because maybe we think it's something, but it may not even be that. So really, so what are some things like some external and some internal causes of stress? Absolutely. Um, money is absolutely one of the biggest things that people stress about, whether it's your personal finances, paying off the credit card, whether you're going to get a loan, whether you're going to be able to make payroll if you're an entrepreneur, uh, any of those things, money is, is definitely the number one. But major life changes and even good stress like getting married, moving, um, you know, welcoming a baby are all things that can cause stress along with just the general you know, stress of different work projects, change of management, um, homework for kids. Um, and our kids are you know, as stressed as we are. I do a lot of talks in schools um, in my area, and it's, it's interesting to and a little sad to see how stressed out they are. Um, but personal relationships, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your, uh, your friends, if somebody's having difficulties, all of those things can cause stress. And then I think one of the growing um, and the biggest thing second to money is just our general overscheduled, overworked, and overwhelmed life that we're all keeping. We're always on the go. And if you ask somebody how they're doing, you often hear, well, I'm busy. Busy with what? We're not sure, but busy. Um, and then from an internal standpoint, there's just that kind of worry and um, a lot of us have that constant, I call it the self-talk lady, um, but that, that constant dialogue in our head of we're not good enough, we're not this, we're not that, or we're too something that, again, can cause your hormones and um, all the physical effects of stress uh, to occur. And then setting unrealistic expectations, you know, trying to maybe... You know, take a work project that really needs a month to do and do it in two weeks. Um, and, and also feeling like it has to be a certain way. Um, things, you know, the, the relationship has to be a certain way. My work has to be a certain way. I have to eat a certain way. Um, I hear that a lot from a lot of my clients. All of those things, and I think most of us are experiencing those, more than one of those on a daily basis, add to our stress levels. Absolutely. So how do you know if, you know, because I think everybody has some level of stress, but how do you know when you get to that <clears throat> super stressed level? Super stressed. Um, all sorts of different things. I mean, we're forgetful, we're cranky, um, we're agitated, we're not, we're not um, concentrating. And then physically, you know, we have more muscle tension and everybody, I think, has, you know, that one or two places in their body whether it's the neck or the lower back or, you know, some of the place where they carry their stress. Um, you know, and one of the things that stress causes is um, cortical inhibition, and it means that some parts of the brain actually cease to function. So um, that really means, like, decision-making, um, 
you know, productivity loss and memory loss. So if if you're feeling like you're not being as productive or that you're not getting things done the way you want, take a look at your stress level. Mm-hmm. And then that in turn affects your body and mind, which also if you look at what you're putting into your mouth, which one of the things you talk right. about are chips and crunchy things. What, what do you think that is? I mean, the, is it because you're able to crunch on it? or? Yeah. It's, you know, we're really tight. I mean, think about um, the last time you were really stressed um, or something really bothered you. Your muscles contract and you stop breathing you know, or you hyperventilate, kind of one or the other. Um, but, and food cravings have a lot of different meanings. There's both emotional meanings and um, physical, too. So typically, somebody who's craving chips or pretzels or, you know, hard candy even that they can crunch, it's a way of releasing some of that stress or that anger or frustration in a physical way. Um, And even one of the things that I um, have later on that help is, like gum, chewing gum can help with your stress level instead of reaching for the chips or the pretzels or other crunchy things. And um, the Incas and the Mayans used gum to ward off stress you know, thousands of years ago. Interesting. And then we wonder why we yeah. gain weight because we're there right. battling the stress, eating stuff that we shouldn't be eating or eat, but just right. in moderation, not just having the whole bag of chips here, your whole, you know, one sitting. Right. Um, and it's, it's not even the same, it's not even the like calories in or calories out, like, oh, we ate the whole bag of chips. It's that um, our bodies are producing, overproducing um cortisol and we have so many hormones running and overproduction of hormones running through our body that the liver can't process all of it so then it ends up storing it as belly fat so interesting yeah 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 there's some um correlation between being stressed and metabolism and one of the things um one of the studies showed that i looked at recently with people who are chronically stressed and eating junk food will store more fat, and that's because of the hormones, um, than people who eat the same junk food and are less stressed. And then what's interesting, too, is we eat stuff, which I found out working through kind of mine because I, I would just – I was wondering why I was eating certain things, but then it just becomes like a habit. So it, in addition to being right. stressed, it's just the habit for reaching for that same item. Right. Um, we, we tend to eat kind of mindlessly um, in general, regardless of, of um, whether we're super stressed or not. Uh, however, once we get into that habit of having like snacks at work or late at night, then you do. You t- not only are you not thinking about it, but it's like, oh, it's 10 o'clock, it's time for blah. Um, and if we're not paying attention to it, then it's much easier to overeat. So instead of having, you know, like a little bit of ice cream or a little bit of something that's really tasty and satisfying, um, we eat the whole thing. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, very bit if you took the chips, at least have some salsa or some avocado guacamole or something with it, right? At least <laughs> instead of just eating the chips. Absolutely, and avocado is um, really good for you. It has great healthy fats. And we're starting to see is that it's not the fat that makes you fat, it's the sugar. Hmm. And the sugar is what causes a lot of inflammation um, in the body. 
and can um, create unwellness in the gut too, which can then affect your stress level and how your, your moods are regulated. Let's talk about some some um, foods that will help you combat stress. Because, you know, we talk about, okay, we shouldn't eat, but what are some things, you know, we could pick up in the grocery store that aren't, again, that dry baked chicken and brown rice, you know, just something that we could snack <laughs> on, we could take to work, we can take it with us. Right. Um, I, you know, I think it would be good for listeners um, to hear as well as myself, too, because I'm always looking for other right. things I can add um, right. to that. Absolutely. So overall the more anybody can include, um, you know, fresh vegetables and, you know, clean, lean meats. And by that, I mean, uh, you know, grass-fed or pastured, um, you know, beef or poultry or, or pork or free-range. Um, because there is a nutrient content difference between that and conventionally raised um, animals, um, the better off you're going to be. Uh, that being said, some specific foods that are really helpful in helping your body not only deal with inflammation but just kind of reduce the, the stress overall. Uh, leafy greens are always my favorite, and they are probably one of the most powerful foods that you can include in your diet that will help with everything. And by leafy greens, I'm referring to not only salad greens, uh, but Kale, Swiss chard, beet greens, mustard greens, um, bok choy, napa cabbage, regular cabbage, um, Brussels sprouts, and um, kale, of course, being my favorite. But they have an amazing ability not only to uh, improve your immune system, they also create a ton of energy for you. Um, and they help with allergies, they help with asthma, they help build um, gut health, which, again, is super important to just general overall health. And then they also um, help your body produce the neurotransmitters that regulate mood, serotonin and dopamine. So not only are you going to feel more energized, but you're going to feel happier too just by increasing or including greens on a regular basis. Um, one way to do that, besides having tons of salads, which you um, you can have fun with and you know, put in mason jars as a kind of a make and take easy way to bring them to work or to school. Uh, but it's a green smoothie. And one of the things I love about the green smoothie is that by breaking up the greens, you already have it in a pre-digested state so that it is absorbed into the body faster and the nutrients are absorbed into your body faster. So you're getting kind of a, a quicker um, way of getting healthy. So what do you put in a green smoothie besides green? All sorts of different things. Uh, my typical green smoothie, uh, and it varies from week to week and what I feel like putting in it, but it has kale, ginger, um, pineapple, sometimes I'll add a kiwi in, cucumber, um, parsley, and I love to add pumpkin seeds too. Uh, but you could add anything, any any combination of fruits and vegetables. I have uh, clients who make more of a veggie green smoothie. They'll include broccoli or um, cauliflower. They will add garlic into it, which is great for um, immune health as well. Um, most people tend to like it a little sweeter, so they will add you know mango, um, banana, pears, apples, 
Um, and frequently when starting out, they want to keep it a little sweeter and then they back off um, with some of the sweeter fruits and or you know, want to have, have more sugar than like a banana and uh, we'll do something more like an apple. And then you mentioned you mentioned pumpkin seeds, which um, are, are high in magnesium. So tell us about seeds, because a lot of times we don't think about seeds. Seeds, um, I mean, not only are they great um, because they have healthy fat and protein, but seeds are high in magnesium, and that would be pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, and sunflowers. And most of us are deficient in magnesium, but it acts as a precursor for um, serotonin, which again is one of the hormones that uh, can improve your mood and helps you kind of regulate your mood um, and keep it more even. So just by including seeds and um, cashews, and cashews have actually been found to be as effective as some antidepressants hmm. um, and anti-anxiety medications. And just just a little bit, like two, like I think it's two tablespoons of cashews can improve your your mood. Um, oh wow! If you're having it regularly, and the same thing with the seeds, um, you know, having them consistently. And there's also antiviral and antibacterial properties for um, with pumpkin seeds. Interesting. So I'm kind of you know as we're talking about these different things that like you can pretty much have breakfast, whether it's oats, right, because oats produce the serotonin. Yep, they do so you, as well. Yep, and, you can have, yep, go ahead. And the great thing about um, oats or oatmeal, uh, particularly in the morning, is it's a slow digesting carb, and it, it takes a long time for our stomachs to break it down and the fiber, so it ends up producing really long-lasting energy to get you through the day. So somebody who has kind of that 4 o'clock afternoon slump, uh, you know, instead of grabbing the coffee in the afternoon, have um, oatmeal for breakfast, and you'll notice that your energy stays far more consistent. And then you could put some cashews, some seeds, Mm -hmm. and then maybe you could put some dark chocolate in there too, right? Yeah, I... Believe me, there are so many benefits to dark chocolate. It's amazing. I mean, it's full of antioxidants. Um, one of the things that science is, again, is finding is that chocolate actually produces a chemical reaction in your brain that reduces pain and anxiety. So, you know, I mean, we, I think we all who enjoy chocolate love the, you know, the taste and the feel of it in our mouth, but some of that feeling is actually kind of... It's, is coming from your brain because it's starting to make you feel good and almost um, just you know, kind of keep everything even and heal uh, so that you know everything else around you does not bother you. And I recommend to most of my clients having you know like up to an ounce of chocolate you know at night or during the day whenever they want um, as as a dessert. And then also, too, um, what about yogurt? Yogurt is really good for you. Uh, and I was actually listening to something on NPR this morning where they're showing uh, that yogurt and probiotics in general have a huge effect on, um, again, the, the gut and the brain health. So what they were finding is that 
increasing the good bacteria in your in your gut um, affects your anxiety level and it also affects your mood. Um, and things that you want to look for are, if, and it's harder to find, but a low-fat yogurt because dairy is easier to digest with a little bit of fat in it. You want to stay away from the light, L-I-T-E, or the regular light, um, or things that have a ton of fruit or other stuff in the yogurt because there tends to be um, a lot of sugar with the fruit, and then the light, the L-I-T-E, tends to have um, artificial sweeteners or other sugars added in. Uh, so we're just, like taking the fat out and put other stuff in. Are there, I mean, not that we want to promote brands, but there, are there any brands that you would suggest? Because, I mean, there's so many different varieties of yogurt right. out there. I mean, across nationally, across the board, um, Sony Fields makes some organic yogurt, so uh, that would be pretty good. But, again, look for vanilla or plain and look for a low-fat as opposed to the non-fat. Um, and then um, Shivani and Fahe or Faye. Uh, also make Greek yogurt that is pretty good. Okay. Um, that being said, go to your local, you know, health food store or go to Whole Foods and look for local, um, you know, local dairies that are making yogurt. The quality of the yogurt will be far superior than anything you can get at the, you know, national chain grocery store. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know because I, I like yogurt, but there's so many different varieties out there, and, and we talk about right. the sugar content in there too. Right, and we get sugar. I mean, we're consuming sugar all the time. We, the average person consumes probably two or three times as much sugar than um, you know what we need a day. Amazing. Oh yeah. Amazing. So, let me um, also kind of go back to and because we're on yogurt and just talk about fermented foods in general. Um, I think they're not as popular as yogurt, which really is the fermented food. Um, and things like kimchi, sauerkraut, um, and kombucha, which is a fermented tea, uh, are all in the same vein of yogurt in how they help um, they help the body. And essentially, and I've talked about this a couple of times now, the brain-gut connection, uh, when we're not eating well and when we are super stressed out, um, our gut becomes inflamed. We don't digest as well. And scientists are now finding that we have there's a direct connection with the vagus nerve. Um, there's a direct connection between the gut and the brain. And that's part of why the fermented foods and all these other foods are so helpful with um, combating stress and kind of regulating mood. Um, so if we have a happy gut, we have a happy brain, and we also have a happy body. And what did you say the kombucha was? It's a fermented tea. Um, Trilogy, I think, is a national brand um, that you can find in, in Target and uh, most grocery stores. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, you know, it's, we... It's an ancient... It's been around for thousands of years. If you were to Google kombucha, there's a ton of different recipes that you, where you can make it. Um, you need a couple of big jars and a little bit of time. And then another tea is also chamomile tea, right? Yes. And that is, 
you know, it's from chamomile, but it's it's known to be very relaxing and very soothing. And I think just the process of having the tea also helps. Um, if you are allergic to ragweed, though, then you don't want to have chamomile because they're in the same family. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. So now we go and we, we, we're going to go to the store and we're going to make some changes to help us. But So we have the food, but they're also we also need to have a shift, pretty much a, a mind shift, right? Kind of a, it's in a sense it's a lifestyle change. So share with us some right. of the things that we really need to start doing in addition to changing what we consume as so, again, I'm going to go back to the self-talk lady or self-talk guy, depending on who you are. We've got stuff going on in our head all the time. Um, it's that kind of that ego where, you know, oh, I'm not going to get it all done today. I'm, you know, I'm not skinny enough. I don't look this way. My, you know, work's not good enough. Whatever it is, um, quiet her or him. She's not telling you the truth. And... There's all sorts of different ways to do that. Some of it's just letting go of some of the stuff that we have kind of going in our head constantly. Um, one of the exercises I have my clients do is to kind of visualize him or her and um, you know make a cartoon out of out of her you know whatever, and then visualize her and all the stuff that she's saying to you um, walking out the door and slamming the door, you know, behind her so that she can't get to you anymore. Which I know sounds kind of silly, um, but having a quiet mind helps relax the rest of the body. Uh, and that's a mindset and a practice thing. That's not something that's like, oh, I walked her out the door and shut the door right behind her, you know, and I'm all good now. It's like <laughs> meditating and yoga are practices. That's something to, you know, do on a regular basis and to develop and to become aware of those of those types of things. Um, laughing more. Huge, huge way to improve your mood and reducing stress. Um, studies show that it, it lowers um, adrenaline and cortisone, uh, or cortisol, excuse me, um, which are the stress hormones and increases dopamine, which is the happy, the happy hormone again. And by regulating your mood too, you can be um, you'll feel more positive in general. So having kind of that balance is great. Absolutely. Uh, I already mentioned chewing gum. What was that? Yep. Oh, absolutely. That laughing. We all, we all, everybody should laugh more. Yeah, I particularly after like long days with clients. Um, I have two boys. They're teenagers. Very goofy. We eat dinner together most of the time, and we come up with some of the goofiest things on the planet and, you know, we've practically fallen off of our chairs laughing and I could be, you know, really tired and just having that experience is not only uplifting but energizing in a really good way so that I'm not, it just, it allows me to kind of keep going. So, um, I guess the big, Developing a relaxing bedtime routine, again, super important. We are on the go all the time. From the moment we get up till the time we go to bed, it's, you know, do this, do that, check off this on the to-do list, get this done, you know, whatever. We've got electronics around us all the time. Um, one of the things I had read recently as well is, uh, just checking your email constantly makes you more stressed, regardless of what it, it 
says, good or bad. Uh, so when you, you're you developing your bedtime routine, shut the TV off, uh, turn your phone off or put it somewhere else, and at least half an hour before bed, that blue light activates stuff in your brain that keeps your, your brain thinking that it's supposed to be awake. So going to bed with the TV on, while you may think it helps you, it's really not. You don't get into as deep enough sleep. Um, and other things that you can do to create the, a bedtime routine is stretch. You know, if you know a couple of yoga moves, do those. But just touching your toes or stretching from side to side uh, will help relax the muscles. Shrug your shoulders to get some of those um, little knots out that we can develop when we're stressed. Um, great time to do some deep breathing. And, and besides laughing and ushering your self-talk lady out the door, uh, deep breathing is probably one of the single most effective ways to reduce your stress. Uh, one of the things that I love the most is the four, seven, eight breath, which I can share with you real quick if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and if you want to Google four, seven, eight breath, you can you can probably watch a video um, of it. But essentially, it is four breaths in and then you hold your breath for seven counts, and then you exhale really forcefully for eight. And I know what people are thinking, if I've only you know, been breathing in for four counts, how do I breathe out for eight? But it's amazing how you can feel you can get all that air out of you. And if you do uh-huh. that two or three times, it actually reactionates your brain, and it, it produces a very calm feeling. The first couple of times you do it, you may um, actually be dizzy. Huh, okay. Well, I'm not going to try that right now, but I'll try it later. Yeah, Yeah. it's because we don't breathe deeply enough in general. So once we become more mindful of breath, um, our stress will go down, but doing that particular technique has been great. I have a couple clients who suffer from anxiety, and this technique has been crucial for them reducing their anxiety levels successfully. So, have to try that later. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, and I like it because it's short. Like you know, it's literally like a minute and a half, and you can recenter yourself. Um, and of course, lastly, develop a support group or, you know, or a support network. Reach out to your friends when you need them, or your family, or you know whoever. And even if it's just a five-minute vent. Um, Sometimes being able to express yourself is a great way to, to recenter and just let it go. You know, and it doesn't need to be the, the you know, half an hour monologue on every trial and tribulation. Um, and then also, how we look at stuff is super important. Um, you and I talked about this before, before the show, where, you know, things are going to happen. Life happens, and uh, things that are unpleasant are going to ha- happen. It's how we look at it. There's generally a learning experience out of everything that happens to us, and keeping that mindset can be very beneficial. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we're in control. Um, I'm not sure who said it, but you know, 
10% of life is what happens to you and 90% is how you react to it. Mm-hmm. And that's really true. If you keep that mindset with you as much as you can, it will change how you, not only how you deal with things, um, but it will change how your body reacts to it. Definitely. Well, you shared some great information about stress. And, and more than just stress, too, you also talk about our guts, right, and everything that we consume yeah. and the way we handle things. It, it, it all goes together um, there as well. You know, and I talked about you being a, a foodie, and, I mean, your great um, experience that you've had that led you to what you do today. And so I'd love for you to share with the listeners um, about the business that you have as far as um, helping people find a healthy and life balance and kind of overcoming the different obstacles. So if you can just share um, what you do for your clients, that would be great. Okay, thank you. Uh, I am a health coach, and I work with professionals and entrepreneurs and families who are tired of yo-yo eating and or yo-yo dieting, who are super stressed and experiencing low energy. And I help them through a holistic approach um, figure out what works for them and make it um, the lifestyle that they crave in a way that's easy so they're experiencing you know, more purpose and more freedom um, from you know, negative habits, roadblocks, um, self-sabotage. And I do that with food and then some life coaching as well because it's a holistic approach. Um, Absolutely. Which is what I found works, um, works best because it's, it's never just one thing. That's where the stress comes in uh, particularly. That, that stress, I've had clients, once we get the stress under control, then the health issues resolve themselves and the, then the weight falls off. Uh, so very transformative and I love what I do. I love seeing huge transformations that my clients experience. And how would somebody find you? They could uh, reach me through my website. It is emmykirshner.com, and that is E-M-I, Kirshner, K-I-R-S-T-H-N-E-R.com. Emmy Kirshner, it would be emmy.kirshner at gmail.com. And you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Great. And you share some great tips on Facebook um, as well. You had a great um, blog post that you shared this morning. And um, I thought about it. You talked about how, you know, you could scramble eggs in four minutes, wash the pan in two, and then we spend sometimes ten minutes in the drive-thru line at Starbucks. So it's not saying we don't have the time, right? Because you do have the time. It's, you know. So that was very interesting. Right. And I, that was a really good post you had this morning on there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, you know, with our busy statement, is right after that is I have no time. But we all have time. We have time for the things that are important to us and for the things that we either choose or don't choose because everything is a choice. And I think we've gotten in the habit of, oh, I'll just pick it up on my way to work instead of, you know, it really only takes three minutes to make scrambled eggs. Yep, absolutely. Or I, and I, at the beginning of the week, I try to harbor a few eggs too, so I have some right. something right. I can just and take with me. And you know, you mentioned another thing too, and these like really stuck with me as far as this article this morning too, as far as having um, something to eat. Because you know, I, I'm always at meetings. A lot of times, it's easy for me to go through a drive-through and pick up a burger, but just having a 
an alternative. And yesterday I did a good job. I actually had a tropical trail mix. I was actually at the car wash. I'm like, oh, i got to get something to eat. Plus, I didn't want to roll my window down at the drive-thru. So <laughs> I picked it up, the trail mix. But, you know, it, it was it was good, and it satisfied what I needed. So um, Absolutely. And your body thanks you for that. And that's yeah. what I see. And one of the first things um, I work help people work through is because they're either eating at the wrong times or not eating at all is eating consistently in a way that works for them that's easy. And there's a million ways to do that because everybody's different and everybody's goals are different. Uh, Absolutely. And you bring up a great point. What may work for my neighbor may not work for me. And I think, too, we get so stuck in that. It's like, okay, I have to do it this way. And I think, too, as far as working with someone like you, like a health coach, it's really customizing to that person. And because, again, a lot of it goes back to lifestyle or stress. And, again, what may be going on with my neighbor is something different going on with me. Um, right. So it's just kind of what works. It's going to, something may work. It's going to work differently for both of us. And getting the same outcome, right, losing weight, being less stressful. Right, right. Um, and that's why I feel and having a health exactly coach is it. important. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, our bodies are all different. And, and our goals are different and what we need are different and how we define health is different. You know, what's healthy for me and what I feel you know, best with is going to be different for the 20 people that I encounter this afternoon. Yep. And they can all work for everybody and create the same abundant health for everybody. As Absolutely. As long as we're all aware of what we need. Definitely. So, well, yeah. this has been great. This has been great for me personally and I know it's um, it's been great for our listeners, and um, hopefully, you know, people, you know, we just have to make the change and not try to do all 100 things at once, is just make little by little changes. So, um. It's really the best, uh, the best thing, as I think I said in that article, um, people ask me what, you know, if this is the way I've always eaten, and it's not. It's been a 10-year journey, and I've shifted not only as I've learned more about nutrition, but also by listening to my body and determining what I need because it changes. It doesn't stay stagnant. What you need in your 20s, what you need in your 30s, what you need in your 40s, or even week by week depending on exercise level changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, And if anyone wants to reach out to Emmy, you've got her um, email address, her website. Find her on Facebook. She shares some really great tips on there as well and if you're looking for a health coach she's someone to to definitely um talk to and also too i always like to share too is uh we've never personally in face-to-face met actually we connected through a facebook group through linkedin and i was just talking about the power of social media networking and reaching out to people um and connecting with people and i think it's fantastic um first time we reached out and now we're connected and i and i love that um, I wish more people would would do that. Um, so I know, can... I agree. It's it's a it makes the big world much smaller and I think a little more intimate. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, great. Well, thank you again, and um, thank you everybody thank you for, for listening. Me. Yeah, my pleasure. And thanks everyone for listening to the Melissa Washington Show. Stay tuned. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Melissa Washington Show. Branding, career transitioning, marketing, you name it, she's got you covered. Head on over to melissawashington.com to stay up to date and get access to past shows. We'll see you next time.